Welcome to Comedians Interviewing Musicians. You're listening to the audio version of the live streaming vodcast from Austin, Texas. This is Season 3, Episode 42, recorded on June 12, 2018, brought to you by Austin Eastsiders Collaboratory and recorded live in the Music First Hand Studio with hosts Becky Jo Neal and Louise Flandes. Our musical guest is Boda Pena with Ben Levy. Hey, did you know you can get access to exclusive bonus videos, photos, merch, secret invites, your own spotlight on the show, and more, starting as low as $1 a month. Grab your exclusives and join our community of patrons that make this show possible. Sign up at cimp.live. That's cimp.live. Thank you for supporting local live music. And now, brought to you by Music First Hand and their live music booking app, Here's comedians interviewing musicians. Welcome to Music First Hand. My name is Becky Jo Neal. I'm Luis Flandes. Yes, and we're here live from the studio with some very important guests. Uh, you may recognize one of them, but before we get to that, we'd like to thank our sponsors here, Austin Eastsiders. And Bless you. Tap Brewery. Uh-huh. Last week we were at Austin Eastsiders with the incredible Pocket Sounds. So if you have time, check that out on Facebook. An excellent interview. Give it a like. Give it a like, a share, whatever the kids do nowadays. Um, I'm drinking the uh, Can You Dig yes. It from Fourth Tap. Uh, really good, tasty. I don't know why it's named that, though. Uh, uh, the, honestly, the art on it is the best. It's, it's super good. It matches great beer for great can. That's what Fourth Tap does. Um, would you like to introduce our guest tonight, Luis? I would. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Bo de Peña, everybody. Woo! Won't you paint me some lips? Cause I can't seem to smile Paint a big old red nose Help me go out in style And after the beer stops Won't you paint me some teardrops And a permanent frown Won't you paint me a clown And I'll put on some shoes that are red as blue And a big baggy suit With some polka dots too An umbrella that makes it rain And a horn like a hurricane Cause I'm the So run far away from home With the freaks and the circus bum In the fun house of Lost Town Won't you paint me a clown? You paint me some lips Cause I can't seem to smile Paint a big old red nose Help me go out in style 
Won't you paint me some teardrops And a permanent frown Won't you paint me a clown Cause I'm the fool you let down Won't you paint me a clown Ladies and gentlemen, keep it going for Bo DePena and our friend, Ben Levy. I'm so excited. I've been stoked about this show for a minute, mostly because Ben always just, you guys don't ever get to see the glares he shoots me during the show. Some like evil, it was mostly when we had the lapel mics and I would piss him off every week by smacking my, clutching my pearls and smacking my You've been a much more uh, better friend to me when we didn't have the lapels. It's true. Our relationship has since been better. So now it's now ever the world can see his judgy glazes now. That's what we're going to get. Now you can judge him. Yes. Oh, (laughs) payback. Uh, It's true. Retribution. I got all sweaty just thinking about that. I was like, payback. What am I going to do? Like set him on fire on camera? Uh, (laughs) Bo. Would you like to talk us like where you're from, how you found music, how long have you been playing music? Yeah, so I, I grew up in Laredo, Texas, um, on the border of Mexico. Solid. And uh, yeah, found my way eventually into in San Antonio and then Austin, New York City for a little while, and now I live out in, Cal- in Colorado. Cool. Um, but yeah, I remember being seven years old and I was watching Elvis Presley uh, in black and white on my parents' television. And he was doing his old thing, gyrating his Classy. hips, and the girls were yelling. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. That. So, I want to do that. That's, I want that to be my job. So my mom went out and bought like a $45 nylon string guitar, like classical yeah. style guitar. And that's kind of the first music I ever learned was actually like flamenco style classical guitar, you know? Oh, like, and yeah. As if I weren't sweaty before. <laughs> That's that's spicy. That's spicy right there. Yeah, you know, but obviously, being that Elvis was the first to kind of inspire it, eventually I found my way to blues and rock and roll music. And um, the more I've grown older and kind of experienced traveling the country and had my own share of heartbreaks and experiences to that effect, it's like, for whatever reason, Americana, folk, and country music started to really speak to me. And I grew into that. So Yeah, you were like, I get those feels. Yeah. I also, I too have those feels. Exactly that's amazing. Right. Uh, as far as, like, influences, like, Elvis, obviously, but like in the, growing up in the South, taking your music to the East Coast and then taking it to Colorado, have you found like a sort of like a like almost like accent to your music? Yeah, oddly enough, uh, my music became more colloquial to like growing up in South Texas than it was when I left Texas. Like when I left, I still had a little bit more of the you know classic rock, even hard rock thing going on. You know, everybody goes to their phases. Um, but when I got to New York, the one thing that I started to learn was how much I appreciated where I'm from. You know, Laredo has a very unique culture. Um, So I started kind of dabbling with uh, artists like Freddie Fender, who's like probably the most famous Hispanic country guy. I was just about to ask you about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Freddie Fender and the Texas Tornadoes and some of the what they called Cojunta Rock. I always see him on that uh, that water tower driving through whatever. San Benito. Yes. Yep, Mm mm-hmm. Freddie Fender, that's like the... He, is that his real? Please be his real name. I don't think. It, no, it's his, it, no, it's it's his real, real name, name now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, he's put on the water tower. But he's like the Freddy first Bender. rock star to come from the Valor of South Texas. Yeah. And Aww. he, I mean, he had big hits in the 1960s, I think, and then eventually joined the Texas Tornadoes, and they got huge. Um, and that kind of spirit of, you know, blending different styles really spoke a lot to me because, I mean, there's mariachi in there. They had Flaco Jimenez on the accordion and I thought that that stuff was just it was folk music coming together in this really interesting way country blues rock and roll Tejano just all merged with the band like the Texas Tornadoes and I guess the more I grew older because you know growing up in high school when you're playing music you're not always the coolest dude you know we're kind of <laughs> like nerdy dudes that were picked on by all dude, the I other play folks. violin, man. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about that. Let me tell you about He's that. like, talk about nerdy instruments. Yeah, well, <laughs> you play yeah. the shit out of that violin, sir. Yeah, come, on. come on. And, you know, I guess I left Laredo in high school having a little bit of resentment, like, to mm-hmm. my hometown. And then when I, when I started living in New York and started kind of experiencing different cultures all around the country, I started understanding how unique a place it was that I grew up and how fortunate I was to have that experience. And you miss so, the tacos. And, and the tacos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oof. I feel yeah, like every place feels like they've invented tacos, and I talk a lot of talk a lot of smack on talk Texas. A lot. Like Texas thinks that they invented everything, but they definitely yeah, tacos are better here. It's true. South Texas, man. It's the it's the tea. Yeah. That's the tea. 
as far as like your influences, like your f- does your like family? Obviously, your mom got you your first guitar. Like, mm-hmm. is your family musical? Did you grow up in that? Environment? No musical background in my family. <laughs> the uh, only one. I think. I think as far as I knew, my mom played a little bit of piano growing up, and my sister played a little bit of piano, but then not, nothing ever seriously. Uh, so they did kind of look at me with that eyes, like those eyes of what? What do you want to do with your life? From? Like, what are you thinking? Are yeah. you kidding? My parents are lawyers. I told them I was going to be an actor. That oh, was a right, cute yeah. conversation. Uh, how did you guys meet and make music together? That's an interesting story. So we have a friend of ours, a mutual friend named Colin McDonald from uh, Austin. Shout out. Shout out to Colin, Colin McDonald, McDonald, great musician as well. And he, um, I, I put a, I think I put a Facebook post up because I needed to play a wedding out in Baton Rouge that was paying a whole bunch of money for me to like put an ensemble together, and I needed a fiddle player. And he shouted out to this guy, and that's how we got to know I each fiddle, other. Played. I fiddle with the fiddle. Yeah, I fiddle around yeah, yeah, yeah. every now and then. <laughs> yeah, and then he, he called me one day. He's like, hey, I'm playing this wedding in Baton Rouge. Do you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, I could, I could do that. And then, man, that was forever ago. Yeah, we had a hell of a time, though. And that was a good one. Yeah, and now we just keep doing it. Yep. How long have you been playing, like, your own music? And I guess, like, how long have you guys been playing together? It's been almost four, four years almost. Well, I've been in... Yeah, I've been in Austin for mm-hmm. four years, so just under that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was one of the first people I linked up with when I got here. My yeah. first two albums, uh, I think Ben just had like a quick cameo on my second record, and then was fully involved by the time I was doing my third record. And then he is now he produced my most recent one, Montana Sky, um, and played fiddle on it. So we've kind of we kind of grew as as artists together. You know, often you're you're shooting up to people that you'd be, you know, I guess people that have been producing for a long time, but Ben and I kind of grew as artists together in this town, so it was kind of special to have him on that record that way because we knew each other. I mean, by the time we got into the studio, this guy could read my mind. Like, he knew where Aww. I wanted to take a song. Yeah. And, like. and it's it's easier that way because he did, he did mention it. Like, when you grow together, you the music you make is just easier yeah. to, to make it because it's, like he said, I knew what he was going to say before he said it. He knows the licks I'm about to play. I can follow his guitar without him having to say it. So it's easier for us to just and play. We, and, and we can write, critique yeah. each other without getting too butthurt by yeah. anything. So. <laughs> it's, a very honest, it's a very honest yeah. relationship yeah, so. that we've built up over the years because he can he can be like, man, that was not a good note you played You there. have to be don't honest do that. with each other. There was, yeah. that, there was one song in there where you kept trying to do that harmony line and we're like, Ben, I don't know yeah. what you're hearing in there. <laughs> like, man, we tried for way too long to do it, too, yeah, and it, it just doesn't. Like, no. Yeah, But that's the kind of honesty you need to make yeah. it to make it successful. Well, it's not truly collaborative if, you know, people aren't actually sharing honest opinions. It's just going to be like some cluster of a bad, you know, like a terrible, like, mudslide of just bullshit if nobody actually (laughs) opens up. And it's like, the harmony was shit. You got to be challenged. That's it. You just got to challenge each other to, like, put out the best product you can. And, you know, he he was hard on me in the vocal booth, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because he he, would be. He's he's talented, as we all can hear, Mm -hmm. but he's also... I mean, everybody's their own worst critic, yeah. but Bo almost, and I've, I've said this to him before, so it's not going to get awkward, but like to <laughs> a fault, Bo is his own worst critic all the time. And he could, he could, he would kill himself in a booth when I'm like, man, we got it like three, it's perfect. three or yeah. four hours ago. Like so we can be done here. A couple more. Let's move on. One and more he's like, for one safety. More. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And that's the famous line. One more for safety. Yeah. You know the lingo. Okay. One Bam. More. It's <laughs> almost like we do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the comics in San Antonio, they have like a little dig at you. They're just like, work on your set, bro. Uh, and it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like it, a dig, but they're just like, they kind of want yeah. you to do like, oh, just it could be better. Yeah. Like, I well, know you're better. Well, they well, right? Yeah. They yeah. want you to succeed. Because if they didn't, they'd be like, great and half, they're like Digging at you. Being yeah. that it's a comedian, like, I'm sure, yeah. or being comedians, you got to get used to that, I'm sure. So Half of our job is getting pissed on by it's kind of the comedians. point by other comedians it's yeah. kind of the point uh what was making an album together like you guys made it two albums together right yeah we worked pretty it's much like our two and a half two and Aww. a half yeah. yeah um but as far as like ben being really hands-on with the project i'd say the last two um were definitely the most um yeah this one i mean ben did a good job ben ben is really good about letting the creative process kind of just take place mm-hmm. um but as soon as there's something sour he'll be like well what was that? Like, I don't, like, we have to... <laughs> that was actually a really like, good Ben impression. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What was that? That is Ben hmm. to it too. Right again? Yeah. Uh, what? This last one was really interesting, though, because the first record we really worked together, we lived here. Bo was mm-hmm. just down the street, and I was just down the street, so it was easy for us to interact. Well, this one, he lived in Colorado, and I obviously live in Austin, so it was a lot of Google Docs and a lot of texts and phone calls and check out this YouTube and this YouTube, and yeah. this is what we're trying to go for. So we all, we didn't, 
we ended up end up like being in the same room to talk about the record until we were making the record. You were in a long distance relationship. We were, much, yeah. yeah, which is kind of interesting Aww. because it it's That's sweet. <laughs> I said all like five times. Yeah. No, uh, but it's it's just an interesting way to make a record because so much of it nowadays is like tactile and yeah. like working through things together and trying this part or trying this part and maybe we rearrange or maybe you play this thing here. But when you're that far away and our bassist lived in Bernie mm -hmm. and our drummer now lives in Houston, like it's just a lot of hopefully everybody knows their shit. There was we're there, come there was something cool about I'm that. Prepared. I mean, having the, um, I guess, a time crunch to kind of say yeah. like, hey, you got to turn out a product. It kind of you almost had removed some inhibitions, and you just kind of say, let's do this, let's do yeah. that. And yeah, deadlines are like either the bane of your existence as an artist or the only thing that gets your shit done. Exactly. One of, yeah, one of my mentors, pretty good. Sorry, man. One of my mentors back in LA said something that is there's no finished products, only deadlines. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah. Yeah. You've got five days to make a record. At the end of that five days, here's your record. You know I can I mean? imagine, you know, you just keep going and creating something oh, yeah. until, you know, you drop dead. Yeah. Know? So just got to put a timeline on it. Do you guys want to sing another song? We could sing sure. another song. Okay. Yeah. This one, uh, this one my buddy wrote, um, and then we kind of, I helped him tweak some lyrics and stuff like that. He uh, sent me a line that was, loving you would be like heaven. I'd have one hell of a time letting you go. And I really liked that. So. Yeah. We decided to throw this one on the record. And this one goes out to my buddy, Noel Sanchez, who's in Laredo, Texas. He helped write this one with me. And this is what they like to refer to as a country cha-cha or a cowboy cha-cha. <laughs> it's got some Freddie Fender Ooh. feels to it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm strapped in. All right. <laughs> Your smile, your eyes, oh, what they do to me. Your skin, your lips, the sugar between your teeth. But this is not like me at all. While I am strong, I'm still carrying a load. That'll make most any man cry Cause loving you would be like heaven I'd have one hell of a time letting you go Loving you would be like heaven I'd have one hell of a time Just to be close to you But I have no words When you come walking through And you Feel like an angel above While I am strong It's just never enough Loving you would be 
when you go Loving you would be like heaven I'd have one hell of a time Letting you go I'd have one hell of a time Letting you go Cha-cha-cha Aw, gotta have that button. Keep All it going, right. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, shout out, uh, you know, just a reminder, Facebook friends and viewers, you can ask us questions. So if you would ask like to ask these questions. two, yeah, come on, speak up. You're on Facebook talking crap up politics anyway. Use, um, use us to ask yeah. them questions. We ask we'll do questions that. through us. Channel we'll do that for you. Yes. 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 Thank you. Uh, and we also have a VIP. We have our, is our VIP guest here? Is he here? Airbnb VIP? Nicholas? No? Well, oh, hey, shout out. Okay, I was supposed to say that at the beginning, and I'm so <laughs> sorry, but thank you for joining us. Um, you just released, you just worked on an album. Do you want to talk about what's on that album, what you're yeah. sort of moving with that album? So um, I'd say the first half of it is a lot of new material. Um, I uh, was inspired to kind of kick things into gear after the fires that were raging in Montana last year, um, and it got me writing a song called Montana Sky, and... Uh, you know, I was kind of thinking about my friends and fans. I, I play up through Montana and Idaho, Wyoming, that whole area. Um, so when the fires, the big fires were going on last year, I was kind of, you know, obviously concerned. There was a lot of my friends in Helena that were affected by it. So I just was kind of like, you know, so I, I dedicated a song to them. And that kind of kicked everything into gear. But really, at, the, at that point, I had had like five songs that I really liked, new ones. <clears throat> and then a cover song that I knew I wanted to do. Um, a song by my friend Georgia Parker, and then some old songs that were like kind of in my back catalog that just never made their way onto records, even though I had liked them a whole lot. And decided B-sides. To, yeah, B-sides. Um, that basically were just undeveloped. Um, we had tried them on a couple of previous records, and it just never really came out well. We, we didn't get the groove, and they really came together on this one. So it's nice to rise, raise some of those old songs from the dead, you know. What is the most different, I guess, about it from your other albums? Obviously, other than getting to... <laughs> Hey, yeah. pup. Chief of Security Matcha. <laughs> it's a squirrel, y'all. Okay. Uh, I guess, I mean, like, what, is there something, you know, every album is kind of like a child, you know? Like to be honest, I, th I think the thing that most differentiated this one is how many live takes we had wow. of, of myself and the band together. Um, one of the things that I would really like to accomplish as an artist is to get my vocals and my performance to a place where, I mean, pretty much the song you hear is the song we, is right. the take we took. Mm -hmm. um, and it, we did about seven out of 10 songs like that on this record. Wow. So it's definitely getting that point. And I, I honestly think probably the thing that's most different to me is just the maturity in the vocals and the way the playing feels. So felt like a, like a real record, you know, to me. Not that the other ones weren't. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, from my perspective, not being the songwriter, but I think this one has a better uh, range of songs. Mm. The last couple records have been <clears throat> pretty straightforward Americana, a little bit of bluegrass here, a mm -hmm. little bit of this kind of, but these are, these are, are different songs somehow. They're, they're a little bit more like there's depth to them, which makes the record as a whole kind of have a lot more depth, which is really great. Um, and I told him when he wrote a couple of these songs and showed it to me, like, these are the best songs lyrically mm -hmm. he's come up with. So I think that just elevates right off the bat. You're already starting with a better product. So it's just going to be a better record. Right. It's like you're maturing with your talent, like your vo literal vocal. I mean, it's a muscle. It's a yeah. grouping yeah. of, it's a body part. You work it out like everything else and to work out your songwriting skills at the same time. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, I was listening to the album on the way over here. Solid vocals, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And well, thank you. And I'd <laughs> always had like that deep talking voice and a lot of times on the previous records when I'd sing, like it would shoot up and you'd get this uh, a little bit more of a, like a tinny style timbre to it. Um, but I guess I'm learning to actually allow my, my talking voice to project itself in mm -hmm. song, and it took a long time, but I it's getting there. I need to do that. I hate listening to my voice and everything. I don't think that'll ever change. But if I nervous. went up to the guy, like to the stage, and I was like, "Hey, these are my jokes," uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think That's I'd be I more do. comfortable. But I don't think it would be <laughs> as funny. You don't on translate stage. that well. There is something commanding about going like, "Yeah, yeah. hey, hey." <laughs> Welcome uh, to music firsthand. But man, to speak okay. to that, we we talked about it a little bit as as Bo and I working together. But uh, the engineer on this record, Charlie Kramsky. Yeah. You can shout out Charlie Kramsky. Charlie Kramsky. Uh, he 
he and myself and Bo have worked together on the past three records. And Charlie's I think been on every even record. every record that Bo's ever done. Yeah. So just the point of them working together, Charlie already knows what Bo sounds like, so he knows what mics are going to be good. Mm -hmm. He knows what the vibe is going to be in the studio. And then again, because I've been working with, it just makes everybody's job easier. Yeah. And then the last night you go into the studio, we've uh, we've already done this three times. We don't have to overthink it. I, I think that there's something like really wonderful about finding a team that you trust yeah. of people. You know, that's that's incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. And I think at, when I was a when I was just starting music, I don't think I would have understood the process of growing with individuals and yourself yeah. as an artist. You know, you kind of see the rock star myth, right? And you think like, oh, well, it's gonna happen at yeah. this age or at this time. And the more I've matured into my own music and having guys like Ben and Charlie around on every record and even a lot of the musicians that are on the record on every record you you're watching yourselves grow and you're watching yourselves kind of get out in front of more and more people and that's that's the exciting thing about music and I don't think it's ever too late for anybody to actually like learn the business of it really kind of start to put themselves out there and right I, that's I, what this the city is so great I mean like in the sense that all these musicians and creators can get together mm -hmm. and find their own in this huge industry here. Mm -hmm. You can find your pockets and find the people that you collaborate the best with and find your team. Yeah. Sort of find your like core cell unit. Yeah, and, and then create me that living way. in Colorado, I mean, this mm -hmm. is where my team is. So yeah. I have no problem hopping a plane and coming down here when I need to and getting yeah. projects done. I mean, Austin treated me very well, well and has given me long lasting friendships and yeah. relationships with great musicians down here. So. Yeah, love coming back. Where are you going to go next after Colorado? Do you have any plans? He's coming back to Austin. Coming back to, oh. <laughs> He'll come back to Austin. He's like, I'm done with this long <laughs> distance shit. His, I already bought his ticket. He's coming, yeah, back. He's coming back. Ben's like, he's moving in. <laughs> Give me a baby. <laughs> no. I rented the U-Haul. It's been four years. Where's my <laughs> ring? <laughs> the next record. Yeah. yeah. Cool. No plans to like go anywhere else? You're just chilling in Colorado for a minute. There's, you got to wait for it? Uh I w I'm going to keep it to myself, but let's say Ooh, that, that there are people pulling me in directions of various mountain states um, oh, further there we north. Go. There are mountains in a lot of states. Yeah. Someone's like... Mount Western mountains. I get that like meme of Charlie Day like with all the papers and stuff, just like pointing with all the, like, the, you know, like, the words, like, we're going to figure out where he's going. You talking about Pepe Silvia? You talking oh, about Pepe Silvia? I don't know, man. I just use the gift because I don't know what I'm <laughs> talking right, about. Ugh. See what I'm talking about, people? So don't, mean to don't me. Don't dive too deep into Ooh, the reference. We have a fan question. Oh, fan question. I love Chris is like, question. And he like comes points at me. It's like the nicest, like, phone. yes. Ooh, where are we going? Oh, those are the wrong things. I'm a millennial and I don't use my phone. Come on. Well, while this, ooh, to. from Brian Wolf. Oh, hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. He's hey, literally Brian. seven <laughs> feet away from me. Hey, man, we take questions? This one is for Benjamin Allen Levy. Oh, oh. This is Bo's show, guys. No, no, no. Right, this is the Benjamin. It Bo was show. never about Bo. This has all been a secret club. What's it like to be out sound man by a kid from Indiana? There I said it. Yay. Hashtag conflict. Oh, oh, we put a hashtag in there, too. <laughs> all right, cool. Hold on. I'm going to hang back with cool. my, with my oh. East Sider. Dang. Yeah, right? There yeah. we go. Uh, what do you do when you're in trouble? Sip some tea. Well, I'll sip our uh, East Ciders. East Ciders. That's Look, all I we're going to do. I'm going to sip some of this pineapple East Cider and hang my head in shame, I guess. Thanks, Brian. That was like Appreciate the one time we had the You've kid on. Yeah. Who's, 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 who's going to work on your next record, I wonder? Who's going to... Who's going to get that done? Shots fired. I'm just kidding. I guess in a weird way, it's kind of like, hey, Ben, I want you to produce my record. Charlie's at the helm. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, honestly, for the real, though, I do want to shout out Brett Winning because he, he, yes. he shows up with us uh, and, and gives us a good hand, and we always appreciate the help. So. He really Thank you, is Brett. lovely. Yeah. I appreciate it. And he it. has glorious hair. He, he always has like a really good solid hat. Like all of your hat choices are dope. That's my. That's I could, my those are my absolute. I can never grow a beard like that. Like, look, I don't oh. even connect. Hey, you got the. Yeah, you're. I you're don't with get me, it man. Right here, but and then right here, not at all. But. See, but we're Latino. That's what it is, man. It's hard. It just like stays yeah. in the top. I have the problem with the coverage on the neck. I never get good <laughs> neck beard. You never get that, that good neared? No, I want a neck you have beard. Spaniard in you because mine, mine grows right here. Like I can. Grow that out Ooh. like a conquistador. Dude, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> like a conquistador, like, yeah. like Cortez. Like and then that. I can yeah. curl out the mustache Dude. like so hard. Those always you look just so need sharp. one of those hats, like the iron the hats. Metal, <gasps> the hats. Yeah. Oh, you, I just gave her hat. an idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, going away present. <laughs> right. Um, so what is your songwriting process like? Are you like a music first, lyrics later, lyrics first, music later kind uh, of person? Usually in my head, it starts off as kind of like a melody and, and a chord progression. Um, and then the lyrics will start to flow depending on whatever topic is running through my head at the time. Uh, it, they kind of go together. Um, it's rare that, I, I don't know, I'm one of those people that 
the music making process for me shouldn't be difficult. Like the song should come, and if it's not coming and I'm forcing it, it's mm -hmm. to me it's never gonna work. Right. Maybe it'll maybe a song like that I could sell to somebody, but as far as like having that connection with me as a performer, it's got to really flow. So typically I'll you know I'll finish a song like that first sit down I have with it, and if I don't, then it's usually chucked, with the exception of Paint Me a Clown. That was an interesting one. That I actually got the idea for on an airplane. I remember, I think I had just gone through a bad breakup and I was hungover and I was traveling somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Yeah, it's oh, not fun. Oh, we're hungover. Yeah, Airplane. airplanes, it's terrible. And I, I'm sure I smelled terrible and people knew it. They're like, this guy's drunk. <laughs> Everybody knows you're hungover on a plane. It, yeah, it's easy to There's tell. no moving air in that bitch. We all know. Yeah. <laughs> and if you fall asleep or something, you're like the only one farting in like the <laughs> four rows. Oh no, one time for my trip back from Vegas, this guy was taking off his shoes nope, and like nope, socks. No, 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 I'm not cool with that. And Canceled. Yeah. Later on in the flight, he got like a Charlie horse and it was like, oh. And Kicking like, you? Like no, he, he just got it like in his seat to himself. But I was like, this is what if you started, I was thinking he would like start spaz get. out and like. I like your lack of vitamin C is ain't nobody's nah, problem he, on this plane but <laughs> you. <laughs> He just bit his lip and took it. <laughs> so it was weird. So I was sitting there hungover, and I was like, um, so I, I got the idea for this song, and I kind of had, like, trapeze and stuff in my mind, and, I, you know, you feel like a fool after you yeah. get broken up with. And uh, so that concept just kind of came out, and I, I wrote, like, three or four lines to it, and I left it in my, in my notebook. And one morning I woke up to my, my morning coffee, and sometimes you're, you're in that early morning mental space where things are just flowing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, I can finish this. Like, I, I got this. And it kept yeah. coming. So that's one of the rare exceptions where I put a song down and find it and picked it back up. And picked it back up. I was going to ask about that home. because when you said, like, paint me some lips, I was like, that's what I say to myself when I put my face on. <laughs> Am I going to paint my lips on? Next, the brows. Before that, they were non-existent. Yep. Paint them on. That was how what I was. I mean, I didn't get breakup. I was thinking. <laughs> I think uh, there's, there's, there's some a stencil <laughs> that you use. Like <laughs> and it was just one big stamp. It's just like a <laughs> that would be really out. convenient, okay, actually. Honestly, See, that's your, that's your million dollars. Oh, there. Dang it. We were talking about million dollar inventions before. We had like a whole pre-show. Basically, the only people who got to see it were the crew and the VIPs. So that's why you should get a VIP ticket to our show. Low, low plug. Um, is there the major difference between performing in Austin... And performing other all over the world, like you've, I think your bio said twenty two states and sixty five cities. Yeah, so I, I did one hundred and two shows last year. Dwam. And I'm on target to hit about one hundred twenty five this year. There's so uh, keeping it rolling, and th I think that the big thing about it is, you know, I loved my time in Austin. I, I very much grew as an artist when I was in in town. Um, there is a saturation issue. There's a lot of us, and that kind of makes musicians to some degree a commodity yeah. and one of the things that I've learned is when you tr there's so much of America out there that I'm not going to say is uncharted but there are beautiful little gems in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. that you go and the vibe that you get from performing places like that is amazing because it's people that are really really starved yeah. for like having entertainment and oh, a good totally. time they so, want to go out and see like and get yeah. all like dressed up and get all fancy and go have a good yeah, night but they're out they're getting karaoke with their like aunt's boyfriend at a bar that you can yeah. still smoke in so they, they well come yeah there, there is a lot of that actually <laughs> yeah. but but you know at the same time it's you know that's the that's the kind of people that you you want to go because you can yeah. see their faces light up when you mm -hmm. play a merle haggard song or something like yeah. that or you you pl go play ray price in the middle of montana and then people's eyes just like start to glow. And I've had experiences, I, I, I used to like to do this uh, like trivia time during my sets, right? Where I'd play a really obscure old country song like by Tom T. Hall or something like that. And little old ladies in the back would be like, Tom T. Hall! And I was like- <laughs> This isn't trivia, grandma. No, and that's exactly what it was. I love that. And they were, and they got it, they got it. And they knew it and they appreciated it. And it's like, they have, they have the history, they just, don't often get as much yeah. of the musicianship that comes like through places like Austin. Right. So there's something really special about that, um, and it's it's a real grassroots thing. I try to like remove any ego, really have humility, and say like, hey, if I'm gonna play a coffee shop in the middle of nowhere or like a dive bar, and you know, I'm gonna do it. It's not right. you know, it's about having a good time and spreading the music, and it's it's returned itself, you know, in a lot of ways. Right. I feel so. like a lot of artists are like, I don't deserve, I deserve better than this. I'm like, it's not about you. It's right. that somebody coming to sit and watch you deserves you to be at your 100. Yeah. That's yeah. the point. Someone mm -hmm. pays for a ticket to come see your show, you give them what they paid for, mm -hmm. and yeah. then, then they'll come back and work. see you. There's a touring comic that I know that I've worked with a couple times, John Stringer, and every time that he does a show, even if it's like three people in the audience or 50 people, he gives, and he's a really like physical, mm -hmm. 
uh, comic. So every single time he does that, like anywhere he goes, he's given a hundred percent. And yeah, like just what you said, like mm -hmm. you know, you do that every time because you know. Well, I and forgot. Your art deserves that. Your art deserves to be played. At its one well, and why do those like, three people deserve less of a show? Because right. they're the only three people that came out. Right. Yeah. You know, both we've played we've played shows on both ends of the spectrum. We've played some some bars in the middle of nowhere that, for whatever reason, that night nobody showed up. Yeah. But those five people still had an awesome time. And then we played shows at a brewery in Colorado on a Saturday afternoon that's packed, and everybody still has a good time. Like mm -hmm. you can't. You can't decide who gets a better show because you're pissed at only three people. And, and right. I no, forget, no, yeah, yeah. I, I like, forget who to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm just saying like comics in Austin are, are are jaded in that area. So like I'll book them for a show and there's an audience that wants to be there and they'll just shit all over the show and they're <laughs> just not. They'll do crowd work and they'll just not do material and I'm like you. They'll be like that show sucks. I'm like no, like you that. suck. And it's hard to do. <laughs> be it's, nice. it's hard to get out of your own head and. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I, I forget who I attribute this quote to, but somebody said like, "Play every show like you're playing Carnegie Hall," and I think that that's oh, I like you that. know that's excellent, and it's true. Um, there's certainly times in my mind where that's harder uh, mm -hmm. than others. Um, but Actually, RuPaul says every time I go on stage, I tell myself, "Mama's living room, Mama's living room," because it didn't matter if I came out there and like barfed into my purse; she was gonna think it was the best thing oh, ever. Cool. Yeah. So, so he's like, "Yeah, thing. you feel bad about it." Carnegie Instead Hall, of Mama's Carnegie Mama's Hall, room, yeah. Mama's living room. Carnegie Hall, if you're feeling fancy, Mama's living room. If you're feeling down on yourself, you said it, and she said it a little bit better <laughs> <laughs> with RuPaul. In yeah, the mix. well, yeah, RuPaul's yeah. it's yeah. it's a lot more sexy than Carnegie yeah, like Hall. like like fight me that yeah. she's not the spiritual leader we all need. Um, <laughs> Uh, what is a pre or post your pre and post show? Are you, oh. Do you have like rituals? You know, I, I I've been trying to warm my voice up more frequently. Mm -hmm. I, I typically will get it done in the car once I'm at a venue. Um, and my other fiddle player Jackson, who's up in Laramie, I need I need we to don't drive. talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a, no, I need, he's a great dude. I like that guy. I, he's he's a very great guy, great player. Um, and one of the things I want to drive into his head, though, is like when you show up to the space, like you're already the performer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I guess in in his defense, like he wants to be my support. Like he wants yeah. to be the, the guy that helps out, stays a little bit behind the scenes, is a little more quiet. He does, however, end up talking to everybody. He likes people. But um, as soon as I get out of my car, it's like I want to be already dressed and ready for the gig. Yeah. And I want to be able to talk with people and hang out and, uh, you know, put my best foot forward and... Um, that's the saying, right? Yep. Best foot forward, yeah. It's like not a RuPaul quote, but we'll take it. But um, next time, quote RuPaul. Yeah, RuPaul. <laughs> Have you learned as nothing? Says, as RuPaul would say, <laughs> one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. The hand is on the other foot. Yeah. yeah. It's like Ivanka Trump treating a Chinese proverb today. Anybody see that? Sorry, I no, that was great. Know. Google it. It's hilarious. I it is the not the Chinese days. proverb that <laughs> wasn't a Chinese. Proverb it wasn't a Chinese proverb. Just someone tweeted it in Chinese. I don't. <laughs> But that's it's fine. I'm so sorry for someone that. Said that right <laughs> yeah. Someone said in Chinese. Someone said someone said in Chinese as well, Ivanka. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I asked this question last week before we were gonna do like a little mini uh, couple of segments in between here. But I asked this question last week and I really liked it. If you ran like a summer camp for musicians, mm. what would you teach or what would you like to see? You know, like what, Luis? It's your last show. You don't Let's have to trash the place. Stuff. Jeez. <laughs> if, you could, if you had a musician summer camp, like what classes would you like to be offered? What should be taught? What would you teach? Music business 101. Like, Boom. Um, that and because, um, okay, here's, here's the thing. I, I grew up obviously loving music. I've been doing this since I was seven years old, and it has a very special place in my heart. But I think that there is an element that gets seriously neglected, and a big part of that is like how to not – it's not so much to sell and marketing yourself. I think a lot of artists are pretty good at the promotional side. I think it, the things that really bite people in the ass is going to be um, finances, like uh, budgeting, like keeping those things in check. Um, and that's something that even now I still don't have a full grasp on, but I'm trying to like figure out, okay, what is cost effective? What's, mm -hmm. what's going to work? And that sounds so not sexy, but like, <laughs> but man, you think about somebody You're talking to an accountant. Right <laughs> oh, here. there you go. Oh, he's like, and, that's his sweaty moment. No, I mean, no, it, you're it, getting me excited, but <laughs> everyone else. Let's talk about some ROIs. So, so RuPaul yeah. said that in accounting. <laughs> Continue. We were talking, we were talking about yeah. finances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I do. I, I think it's incredibly valuable. Um, you know, I haven't had uh, uh, one of those years that's going to, like, you know, put money in the savings account yet, but it certainly allowed me to continue funding music. And it, and it started off in a place where I was accepting $850 guarantees for the whole month. 
Like, yeah. that's nothing. And uh, my first year uh, going on tour, I remember, like, going broke, and I was, I had to camp out, like, in a tent because I couldn't afford a place to stay outside of Knoxville, Tennessee, was, like, looking for coins and stuff in my car so I can, like, get a bag of Doritos or something. And, yeah. you know, people have it way worse than that, but I remember being at that low point sitting in that tent, and I was, like, just hungry and depressed, and I was like, I, I don't want that to happen again. Yeah. Although, so, he wrote his best song, in my opinion, his best song after that. In that tent? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sort of got yep. his best song. In Dorito Dust? Because yep. that would have been dust. so called, dramatic. It's called Fit. Fit. Everybody go look it up. It's, it's called dark, Fit. It takes you to a dark place. It's, it's amazing. But, yeah, yeah a dark song. place is a place without Doritos. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really in dark a, place. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. In a tent. I think, yeah, yeah, music bit, like the business market, I mean, like it's not hard to get good at social media, I guess, in this day. I mean, right. it is, it's difficult. Those are the actual jobs. I shouldn't yeah. denote that. But it is easier to sell yourself with those platforms. But it is hard to understand how, like like you said, show up to a gig mm-hmm. already in present form. This is my Yeah, and spiel. also and also being kind to your audience. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, there's there's a lot of artists that are blessed with the, the opportunity to perform music, and, like, yeah. the, the least they can do is go into the audience and talk to the people and shake their hands and tell them like, Hey, the reason I make music is so I can connect with folks like you. And yeah. that's, that's what I try to do. I, you know, there's times where I'm in a bad mood and maybe don't want to talk with people, but those are, those are the people that are going to support you. And, you know, yeah. you got to make those lasting connections. So in, to answer your question, I guess it'd be like self self promotion in the vein of like one-on-one interaction, interpersonal communication, um, finance. Um, and yeah, I get logistics too. That's a big one. Just planning, one planning tours. Yeah. That'd be the one class that nobody goes to. Like finance. Let's go smoke weed on the beach. And then like, I'd hire. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the front row. And then, <laughs> and then I'd starting? hire like Vic, and I'd hire Victor Wooten or something to come and just do here. You do the theory stuff. I'll talk the business. <laughs> you do the theory. Yeah. That's genius. So. Uh, we have a couple of segments oh, cool. that we're working out, Luis. Uh-oh. Kick it off. I'll do case. a quick little. Uh, so uh, this is called the segment is called "Welcome to the Music Business." You're effed, and Man. they're quick little multiple choice questions that I shoot at you. First, uh, one that comes to your head. Uh, if you wanted to add another ad- instrument to this ensemble, just to be fancy, would it be a a stand-up bass, uh, b a washboard and spoon, or c an old prospector blowing into a jug? <laughs> C. Yeah. Absolutely. I was going to say B until you said old prospector. Yeah. And then I was like, that one. You had me at yeah, old. Yeah. You had me at old prospector. Prospector, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, you know, you said blowing into a jug. I thought you were going to say like blowing shit up or something. Well, I really thought you were like <laughs> old prostate anyway. problems. Yeah. I'm like, who, what? Oh my God. And then went dark. So you're one for one. That. that was the correct answer. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, give me a cold beer and put on A, Garth, uh, B, Keith, or C, Alan Jackson. Alan. See, Alan You're Jackson. two for two. That's all right. That's <laughs> the classic. You win. Don't rock the jukebox. Yeah, dude. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can save only one. Is it A, Buddy Holly, B, Richie Valens, or C, The Big Bopper? Ooh. Uh, We're going to disagree well, on this one. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. Or you and I are Latinos, so I'm going with Richie Valens. Richie. It's yep. got to be yep. Richie. got to be Richie. I'm saying Buddy Holly. Well, you got the wrong answer. I got the right <laughs> yeah, answer. Okay. Yeah. You You're are the weakest link. Oh. <laughs> no, no, this one's Cut. actually for uh, Ben and also a little bit Becky. Oh God. Uh, this is a Jewish joke? <laughs> 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 okay. This one's, uh, you are coming to see me uh, perform stand-up comedy A, uh, Craftsman on the 18th, uh, B, at Hops and Grain on 621 uh, with Claude Ramey hosting, or C, I'd see you at an open mic. I'm your number one fan, XOXO. Oh. Are we going to be dicks if we don't say C? Well, I was actually going to go see him at Craftsman on Monday. This Monday? I can go see that. I've been telling him for like the last three weeks I was going to come see him on Mondays. It's honestly for several weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's the last several. That's weeks. the only Kansas City bar in Austin. It's the only place you can watch a Chiefs game and a Royals game at. Really? Mm-hmm. But sometimes Shut they up. kick me out on Mondays for the Chiefs game. Sorry. Um, and I'm like, and I'm walking into my full garb. And I'm like, oh shit! I told you, I I'm on my way. You're right. Got to go to my knitting circle. This is not my knitting circle. I'm so that sorry. was a great plug, by the way. I'm not gonna awesome. let you slip. Come on, self promotion. Yeah. I like it. That was genius. That's all my bit is. Uh. Yeah, so go see him at Craftsman and go see him. Where, where the Your second one was yeah, Fortap. At uh, Hops and Grain. Oh, Hops and called, Grain. The show's right. called Gut Busters. It's every Thursday at Hops and Grain. So you said, and Monday nights you do stuff too? Monday night. He's comedy. playing this Monday night. Yeah, well, we're co- yeah coming up. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. No <gasps> Music taken. firsthand family. Yeah, there you go. Hey. That's what we do. Uh, 
thank you so much. So I, I know what's coming, that. but I oh. need another cider. Oh, please and thank. Oh yeah, because we're gonna play Never Have I Ever. Oh, it's a drinking game. I love this game. Yeah. By the way, I called my mom today. Because we used we used to do Linda mom questions every week, where my mom would send in questions, and I would ask them because my mom thinks she was that I was bad at my job. Well, I called her today, and she remembered that it was Tuesday. She's like, oh. You're right, it's Tuesday. I'm just, I'm not going to have questions for you. I'm sorry. And I was like, you haven't had questions for the last two months. <laughs> have you been watching? Like, my mom's just not watching. So I'm shouting out to my mom right now for not watching my segments anymore. On that note. <laughs> this is Never Have I Ever. Y'all know Linda. it. All right, I know. But we do. Please. Right, we got, uh, rent's got, coming up. We got Siders um, coming. <laughs> do we shout out to East Siders? Oh, shout out to East Siders. Shout out to East Siders. And Brenda. I want to do the Dale Watson thing. Have you ever seen him play live? Like Lone Star? What? Oh. He like does it. But do this is not Lone Star, though. The this nutritional ingredients. You, you want to you you It's got mm. alcohol in it. 150 calories for 12 ounces. Okay. Wait. There, you got it? Yes. Yeah. We're staging the picks. <laughs> East Siders is a great place. If you've never, like, Man. been in there for hey. a show, the place it is It hasn't cool. been open since I've been <gasps> The place so. is legit. Yeah. We were there last week. go check it out? That place is awesome. Let's do it. It's a great place to play. We'll go watch you do comedy, and then we'll head that way. Yeah. Oh, we have a date planned. Okay. Never have I ever, for Mr. Bo Pena. Never have I ever drunk dialed an ex-girlfriend. Oh, dude, come on. I know. That's like, that one's not fair. Because it's 2018 and who's not? I feel like I've probably been there for it, one of those when <laughs> you did that. Probably. Yeah. And Ben was going, do yeah. it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. A really good friend. <laughs> ben really liked bridge, one of my burn ex-girlfriends. The <laughs> <laughs> Ben's like, what ex-girlfriend? I'm your current girlfriend. Um, <laughs> never have I ever uh, vandalized public property. Oh, wait, public property. No. Oh. He's like, nope, that doesn't private, count. Private property. Drawing dicks on your friend's face is not public property. <laughs> uh, never have I ever had food poisoning on tour. Oh, that happened the other day, actually. The other day? Uh-huh. See, I asked that question last week, and, and Mike St. Clair was like, oh, that happens all the time. I had what nachos. What are you eating? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, was the last, it was the last day of the tour. Oh, and no. I, and guess where I stayed that night? My girlfriend's place. No. Yeah. Can't have, that's not a sexy situation. No, it wasn't. No. That's a that's like a are we at the next level situation? Are <laughs> she you gonna was cool with it? She's it, good. She's very. Was it coming yeah. out of both ends or just? The uh, it almost did. Oh, almost did. She's in there what holding your about? hair. <laughs> uh, key change. Okay, never yeah. have I ever. <laughs> key change. I love that. Uh, thrown up on or off stage. Off wait off stage. Like, did you have to like that run off stage? Like, oh, got in it. general, I was like, barfed yeah. on an audience member. It's like, there's a lot of off stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, yeah, I barfed well, in the parking lot. What are you talking about? On stage or off stage? Like, those are the only two states. That right. is a Chinese proverb, I think. Yeah. Actually. All right. So, on stage, I, I don't believe I have. Have you? I haven't. No. Mm-mm. You get food poisoning, but you can't. All right, fine. Yeah. Or just a little. No, no, no. I probably thrown up. I probably thrown up after a show. On stage? Yes. On stage. Not on stage. Really? I like how he clarified. Not I need I need at least one person when I ask that question to to drink with me because that's not. Well, uh, but it's because you don't interview like Iggy Pop or something like. And and in fairness, I'll I'll add something. So probably a pretty common stage uh, event that does happen is crop dusting. Like that absolutely. <laughs> that's like, a for sure thing. That is yeah. That's a for sure ben thing. Ben has that certainly been crop dusted by me. Ben's like, you yeah. don't know the horror. Well, because for so w- the first time we went on a little tour together, we played like five shows, and it was me, Curtis, and Bo. And the, the bluegrass style is you play around one microphone. Yeah. So, like, everyone's just playing. <laughs> and then when you take your solo, you kind of like you step into the microphone and you play your solo and you walk back. So, like, every song, you got <laughs> people just crossing your path. So, like, it, it, it almost became like a who can crop dust the worst <laughs> sort of deal. <laughs> I remember. So I, I, yeah. I remember the Carbondale specifically in yeah, Colorado. It was that was so the one. Bad. That was a crazy show. Oh. It just sounds like you put an extra reverb into the song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something like that. Like, you can be a rhythm section if you can time it right. Aw, boys. <laughs> boys. What are we talking about? You're asking uh, okay, all right. Hi, Mom. <laughs> hey, Mom. Okay, never have I ever failed to file taxes. Nope. He Mr. Music Business over here. Nah, I know. That'd be the wrong guy. Yeah. He's over here like, nope. Uh, never have I ever pulled an all-nighter. That oh. one's dumb because everybody has. Yeah, of course. Like, if you haven't, you either had, I don't know, a narcolepsy or but no nar- friends. Opposite narcolepsy. Opposite, yeah. All-nighter. Anti-na- no, yeah. Oh, oh, my. oh yeah, you're yeah, right. You're right. It. You're right. Cool. We're teaching the By children the way, right today. By the way, I like that Brett's also playing, and he's, like, not even on camera. <laughs> he's just, yeah. like, 
this is a game for everybody. Everybody should be playing. playing. You mean nobody else is playing? What the hell, guys? Get drinks in your hands. We can't be the only four people in this room. Right? We need Brian to talk some more drunk shade on Facebook. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay, the last one. Uh, never have I ever sang a song about a person that was in the room with them. Oh, dude, dude I got a story. You got a great story. Ooh, so, yes, uh, this is the one I wanted. We won't, we won't play this song tonight, but we, um, so. <laughs> we may play it after for the, uh, for the VIP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, when I was living in New York, I was, uh, living in Brooklyn, and I was seeing a girl who lived in Harlem, and we had a kind of a tumultuous relationship, kind of rocky, and, uh, I guess she was not the kind of guy, the girl, to settle down, and, um, so she gave me a lot of material to work with, to say the least. And uh, she was kind of the cheating type. Ooh. But she was a nice girl. She, she and I are friends now. Fair. Um, but, After you sang a song about But her. at the time, I was listening to a lot of old, like, traditional folk music. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a type of folk ballad called a murder ballad. <laughs> so I decided to put my mind into that mental space <laughs> and make a kind of ironic, dark song. Uh, you know, because they have upbeat melodies and they're all nice to listen to, but they have dark lyrics. So I put a song together called Harlem Blue Yodel. And uh, the night I debuted it, she showed up at the set. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I played the played the gig, played the, the song apprehensively. And she came up to me after the set and she goes, hey, that song, Harlem Blue Yodel. I think that's my favorite song you've ever written. <laughs> <laughs> And you'll be like, so just what I yeah. thought from the... No, that's what you should do. Like, if you date narcissists, write songs about them, and then just, like, make them sound really... Like, put their name in it, but then, like, do that whole cutting. You're saying nice things because it's a nice song, but just awful, awful. It's like a shit. Right. compliment sandwich or something. Like, yes. you're pretty cool, you suck, but... And, like, all the yeah, underlying message are, like, die in a fire. <laughs> we, have some, we have some more fan questions, actually. Oh, nice. Uh, Swear to God, if it's about my sound abilities, I'm no. Actually, uh, Rose Ramirez is playing Never Have I Ever. Oh. Thank you. Uh, for Bo, what is the Queen City in the RGV? Queen City in the RGV? Is this a, like... Rio That's Grand some code. Rio Grande oh. Valley. Oh. Oh. RGV. The Queen City. What is the Queen City? The Queen City. So is that... Uh, well, I mean, you who, have... Who asked this? Is this like a... Rose Ramirez. She was Rose playing Never Ramirez. Have I Ever. She might be drinking, y'all. Oh, uh, that's, that's okay. My mom, Tell she's her definitely hello. drinking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom. <laughs> hey, Mom. Uh, the Queen City. So, I mean, Laredo... Laredo kind of borders, like, is the, kind of the northern end of the valley, and then you got the Rio Grande Valley down to the south. So, I mean, you got Brownsville would be the biggest city down in that area, if that's what they're referring to. But then the, the thing that's confusing about that is that you have Laredo and then its sister city, Nuevo Laredo, um, which is actually bigger. So that would technically be the king. And Laredo right. would be the queen. I don't know. That's a good question, Rose Ramirez. I'm going to have to ask like you that, that myself. Yeah. Also, Alice Evans says, hello! Two exclamation points. I love a double exclamation. Hello, hello Alice hey. Evans. Just so you know. Dun, dun. I mean the extra effort. Uh, Eddie Villarreal. Bo. Eddie yeah. Villarreal. Oh, my God. I was yeah. like, there's no accents here. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the whitest thing I've ever said. I'll, I'll take this I one. ate mayonnaise for breakfast. What's up, Eddie? Uh, <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Sweetie, do you was want it Alice? And by, <laughs> by the way, was that Alice uh, Evans or Epstein? Evans. Evans. Okay, so hello, Alice I was like, I'm, I'm white, but I can read. Okay, cool. Somewhat. Sort of. So, Eddie, really. what, did, what did Eddie have to say? Eddie says, Bo. Yeah. I'm so embarrassed right now. Being from South Texas, what have you found to be your main inspiration for writing since moving to Colorado? Uh, oh, that's good. So, I mean, like I had mentioned earlier, definitely a lot of that Freddie Fender and Texas Tornado stuff. Um, I, I've i had a lot of inspiration by a gentleman named Towns Van Zant, who's mm-hmm. among the best, if not yeah. the best Texas songwriter that have ever lived, in my opinion. Wrote Poncho and Lefty. Um, I, think, I think really what I like, just kind of like I mentioned earlier, is that fusion of the folk music from Mexico and like the folk music in the American sense and even even country in a lot of ways is is a folk style of music or at least it should be in, in the proper sense it should be a type of song songs and music that connects with people that has a story to tell and uh, you know I, I I go up and I play places like Montana and you would think like, oh, these are super white states and a bunch of white <laughs> dudes and rednecks being at your show. But then I'll start singing songs in Spanish. I'll play like a Freddie Fender song before the next teardrop falls and even do like Jose Alfredo Jimenez. I'll do like, yo sé bien que estoy afuera, pero el día que yo me muera. And they'll, like, they'll love it. They'll just like eat it all up. And there's something really interesting about finding that connection um, 
those things that people can share. And I guess growing up in South Texas, I'm not going to say that there was any one particular musical influence, but it was a it was a growing lesson, a growing lesson of being from a place that's got this like weird mix of a culture that then can still translate out. Yeah. Um, and Texas as a whole is just a place that has a lot of great songwriting. And yeah, I mean, Towns Van Zant, Willie Nelson, meet all the guys from the Texas Tornadoes. Uh, you got Doug Som in it, Flaco Jimenez, and mm -hmm. um, Freddie Fender. I mean, just an amalgamation of that stuff. Do you guys want to play a couple more songs first? We do want to play a couple Bam. more. It looks like we're getting ready to yeah, wrap up. Yeah, give it up for Bo DePena. We're going to do a couple more Man, songs for you like to play with me? So we're gonna we're gonna close this off with the title track to the new album. Thanks, Eddie, for the question, by the way. Can I throw a quick plug too? Yeah, if anybody's around the area, I'll be playing Fredericksburg on Thursday night um, at Hondo's on Main. Friday, uh, the Shade Tree Saloon in Spring Branch, Texas, and then Laredo on Saturday. Um, we're still working some details out, so. For the people back in my hometown, just Holla. keep an eye out. Yeah. And this one goes out to all my Montana friends out there. This is called Montana Sky. sunrise again Praying for the moment we can put ourselves to sleep Just you and me and big sky overhead Where do we go now? the world just pass us by Hoping that someday we will see them down the road And meet them under the Montana Montana sky 
for joining us. We have Thank one you. more fan question. One last oh, fan cool. question yeah. from Rosina Cristoforo. Uh, it's hi. Hi. Uh, who <laughs> that's all it is. It's just hi. <laughs> hi. Uh, hi. Who inspired you to be who you are? Man, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to my mom. My mom, uh, you know, my dad and my mother split. Uh, my dad obviously had a big influence on my life, but there's something. My mother raised three kids, you know. Um, for the most part, when we were growing up, and despite the fact that she looked at music with some reservation, um, she's been, you know, su super successful in allowing me to do what I do. And her and my grandmother both mm -hmm. um, did a lot to contribute. So, yeah. Shout out to moms. That's, that's good. I Shout feel out to the moms. same way yeah. like, about my mom. She's, a, she's one of the, the strongest women that I've ever that I know. Mm -hmm. To raise a comedian mm -hmm. and, a, and a musician. A musician. Yeah, it's a strong, a strong ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining so, yeah. us. We. Uh, Actually, I have something sad to kind of end this on, which sounds oh, no. terrible. Uh, sad. It's well, yeah, because you're gonna go on and do bigger, better things. I feel like my son's graduating. Don't, don't cry because it's over. You smile because it happened. Uh, <laughs> let Ivanka Trump retweet that. I don't I just need. Who's got food? <laughs> <laughs> got food. Um, it is unfortunately my co-host Luis's last show with us. Oh, Until we steal him for like a random guest appearance, I'm so sure. Yeah, I'm like down the street, kind of. Just yeah. let me know if you need me that's who's <laughs> been sleeping under my porch Son of a. no thank it's been a pleasure to have you it's really awesome i'm so so excited to see what you do well, wishes to Luis. yeah Ooh. cheers cheers man. Cheers, cheers not you ben there we go mm. but there is something kind of cool that's happening is we're gonna get a new friend uh, he's here with us tonight. If you guys like to meet him, I don't know if you want to like, can we have some round of applause and yeah. we can meet Mr. Claude Ramey, Claude everybody? Ramey. Come on yeah. in. I'm literally just going to stand and you can take my seat. Now I feel like, I feel like this is, I feel like Wendy Williams now. <laughs> Welcome. We're going to play a game. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Hi, I'm Claude Ramey and I'm going to be in that chair next week. That's how you do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us, everybody, tonight. Luis, would you like to sign us off 
for your last time. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. This has been in, uh, com Comedians Interviewing <laughs> Musicians. <laughs> <laughs> Can I try that again? This has been Comedians Interviewing Musicians. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, head over to ComediansInterviewingMusicians.live where you can get additional bonus material and rewards. And you can find all the full videos on the Music First Hand YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you.